summer, 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 summer. Woo! I will never forget <laughs> when did we? Yeah, did we start the summer episode last year talking about this? We we could have I do absolutely. Think we done talked that. about High School Musical two at the jump because I do believe that like regardless of the year, regardless of if you say it, it's always going to come back around. Every High School Musical two. Yes, always. I agree, and it's kind of like good for them. No, good for them. I don't think that like anyone involved, Disney. I don't think that um, Lucas Gabriel. I don't think mm. anyone is capitalizing on it in the way that they could exactly like i do think for our generation like it's all about high school musical too but it feels like it's fallen flat in like the cultural history of i agree our times and like what like that specific click summer 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 like that's our firework you know what i mean like that should be happening every june what every beginning of summer that song you want that little like little clip what time is it summer time it's our vacation you think everyone in the world yes should be listening to that on june 1st i believe first day of pride good children i'm sorry we have to do it again Mm -mm. one two three good children yeah, sometimes you have to do it twice. Sometimes you do. Because like, that was nice. That was that was, was a nice one. And it was higher than normal. I think that we went higher. We went higher. Because we're hydrated. Hey guys, and welcome back to Good Children, the podcast for hosts Joe Hedges and reflect on our 22 years of friendship. Growing up in the late 2000s, early 2010s. And all of the nostalgia. Trauma. And last days of school that go along with it. What are we talking about today? Today we're talking about the last day of school, the feeling of that day, what was what was happening on that day, what's coming afterwards, what we're looking forward to, the whole spiel. I will never forget the feeling of that last week. That la- especially I mean in elementary school. Oh, yeah. When it's board game week. Board game and movie week? <laughs> yes. It's like Nothing these teachers is, didn't want to do. They didn't want to do anything, and it. neither did I. They yeah. were, like, cleaning their classrooms out in the middle of us playing, like, checkers mm-hmm. on a desk. It was so a sweltering 900 degrees in the room. <laughs> I remember, like, it was always... Did you ever get rashes on your ankles? Rashes on my ankles? What the fuck is going on? Like, I don't know if this is the norm across the country. I, where was the air conditioning? Where was the... like? Or where was the fan? Where was like if there was a, there was always a, a bleak ass fan in the classroom. <laughs> Why? And it's, I don't know if it's still happening. It's not. It should not be legal no. to have forty kindergartners mm-hmm. in a classroom with no air condition nope. in June. June. That's the thing. It's like. I know that those wind tunnel fans exist, and maybe the teacher just needs a mic because I need that fan in that a classroom mic? because they have that little Honeywell in that room. You, I'm looking at your Honeywell fan right here. Yeah. They have one of those little Honeywells for 30 kids in the room Well, in it's not June? the teacher's fault. It's the fucking education system's fault. That's I the agree. craziest part. It's like, I agree. why are... Because I can't imagine being an adult in that room. Mm-hmm. At least we were kids. Like, mm-hmm. we were... I was soaking, sweating, dripping onto a desk. If I was a full-grown teacher sitting in a classroom that did not have air conditioning in the... Literally the summer. Yeah. That's insane. insane. It's insane. insane. They were, uh, but again, like and those we were sweaty ass kids, and you know, it got to a point where it stunk. It stinks, stank, stunk, all up in that room. And the thing is, too, it's like we were, we had recess. 
Right. There was recess. Yeah. But it was always the worst when it was a little too hot for recess. And you would just... Oh, and you weren't, you weren't allowed to go outside? You weren't allowed to go outside. I was always like, amen, little gym, <laughs> play a movie. Best day of my life. Play a movie. Play a movie. What was one of your favorite... Again, that last week, the do-nothing week. But I figured... I think I was also helping teachers like pack the for room. sure. We both were doing. We that. both were, we were both we're like, volunteering as the other kids were like building bionicles. I was like, I will organize the file cabinets. Did for you do a little help? Oink oink, zoo pals, moo moo, zoo pals, ribbit ribbit, zoo pals, zoo pals, making fun. Remember zoo pals? Zoo pals. That no. just came, that came to me. That hit you like a message from God. You don't remember zoo pals? Can Ah, Zoo pals are they were they were advertised Expl- please explain. endlessly. It okay. was the plates that had yes animal faces yes. And, and the like, ears would the be ears like, were like little, my little yes, sauces exactly your sauce your sauce ears <laughs> my sauce ears. and I loved a zoo pal <laughs> and why was it advertised relentlessly on yeah. television yeah I remember that that jingle to me but it it did work they it, were all up in those classrooms they, they were all up all, in your house they were in my house for I, sure. I zoo pals are still if zoo pals still exist I'm about to buy. That's going to be our new plates. I was just about to say, are we going to be using paper plates, yes. zoo pals? I'll, I'll dip them in acrylic. Smart. That's That'd so be smart. gorgeous. Because the thing is about those plates, again, like, you don't have to be a kid to want a little sauce divot. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that yeah. was smart. I think it's more about the zoo animal faces <laughs> than it was about the sauce divots. <laughs> But oh, yeah, you're right. About, like how strategically I could use my plates. What was one of your favorite movies to watch? I have if had that like, was to come on. I've been having a really big moment lately with The Little Mermaid in a way that I can't necessarily even like properly articulate. But it's, do your best. I always do. Mm-hmm. I watched Halle Bailey's performance of Part of Your World. On American Idol last night. I was watching American Idol Stop. last night. You were watching American Idol I last night? I watched American Idol last night. Katy Perry, by the way, is sitting in the audience. She's sitting at the judges panel. It's her fucking peanut farm, Luke. Brian. Luke Brian. And then peanut farm. L- Lionel Richie. Okay. And Luke and Lionel are in their typical boring outfits. Katy Perry is no. fully dressed as Mrs. Incredible. Wig, mask, insane corset like fully tiny little waist a full latex suit like body paints that her eyes are black just giving normal notes i actually like she's just like us yeah she is just like us i really do admire that she's always in drag she's always an insane fucking costume and she's not addressing it no like i was watching i was watching with my mom and i was like this is exactly something i would be doing like there's no way in which it was disney week on american idol i would not be showing up as a character do you think that she also said the same exact thing that you said to me before this episode which was don't, don't address don't bring up what i'm wearing i actually can picture Katy perry looking at luke bryan and Lionel Richie and say don't Just address don't what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> what I'm wearing please but Halle Bailey performed okay and something about this Little Mermaid reboot I am not a fan of the live action Disney reboots mm-hmm. I have not seen literally I think any I have never seen a single one really I have not seen any of the live action reboots not like genuinely not one of them okay um I'm I have tickets to opening Night of Little Mermaid like I literally had to buy them months in advance because I was like yeah. I cannot miss this shit no. like something about it and like all of these critiques about it being like too visually dark and not colorful enough like i don't give a fuck like i don't care that sebastian looks like a crab i ate yesterday like i don't care that it's a Mm. scary animal something about 
Halle Bailey's casting is what's speaking to me. Like, yeah. watching her perform that song, I, like, literally almost cried. I was like, this is a Disney prince. Like, this is the most, the only time, no disrespect to Lily James, the only time <laughs> that a Disney princess casting has been done, right? Yeah. And, like, it's insane that she had to face the racist backlash for this mm. role because literally no one else could do it. Like, no. nobody else could play Ariel. She's giving a different, like... Again, it's a refreshing interpretation on the actual song itself. Like the riffs that ah, ever I haven't heard it full through yet. In the sun. But summer. summer. Yeah, I love the Little Mermaid, I guess, is my long story short. The Little Mermaid and because the thing is about summer, and you know after that first day, we're going right back to your damn house. I'm going in, in your above pool. ground pool and we are flipping our fins trying to get so far. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like mermaids did more for the gay community than like I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm like really afraid. Ellen DeGeneres you could think ever that do. mermaids did more than Ellen? Yeah. I can kind of see that. Because, do you know what I mean? Because, again, there was a whimsical element to it. It allowed you to play into your creativity, and it allowed you to want a flipping fin. And they gave they gave a positive, uplifting example of what a successful LGBTQIA community member could look like in mermaids. Do you know what I mean? Yes, for sure. And Ellen, I didn't see that. Ellen wasn't swimming. Ex- well, Dory. Well, Dory was swimming. I loved Finding Nemo also. Finding Nemo, I will say, like, had a lasting impact on me at the beginning because it was scary. It was scary. It was terribly sad. It was, no, it was one of the saddest things I've seen. It starts, that movie begins, it opens with 180 of Nemo's siblings getting murdered, <laughs> murdered. immediately out of the gate. Slaughtered dead. And we've said it before and I'll say it again, but Disney loves death. They love death. But summer. Summer. <laughs> <laughs> No, please continue on Finding Nemo. No, Finding Nemo, okay. Finding Nemo was the epitome of the beginning of summer. But for you, I think that you were a huge Nemo head from the beginning. Yeah. You know I was a Dory head. You know that's where I did kind of find some of my love for Australia. Um, In Finding Nemo? Yeah. You yeah. found some of your love for Australia. Yeah. Are they not in Australia? Yeah, but I almost, I hate to say it. Like, I would argue the Australians are the all the villains of that movie. They are the villains, but it was a beautiful landscape. It's underwater. Until their dentist's office. It's, that's the beautiful well, landscape. Well, no, when the it's birds are it's, flying it's an around. Ocean, a highway, and a dentist's office. It looks a lot like Long Island. And you said, I want to move to Australia? Yeah. Okay. We know we both love those drugs. The jugs of juice. Joe, what are they what? called? The jugs the of juice. juice jugs, the the barrels. Yeah, what were they called? Those barrels of juice. You With guys like, know what we're talking if about? You haven't had these barrels of juice. Let's paint a picture. They <laughs> look like a barrel. One. <laughs> Two. They're every different artificial color you can imagine. And it's topped with a little bit of foil that you peel back. But you can never get all the foil off. You can never get all the foil off, so it could cut your lip. Mm-hmm. But, but the sweetness of that juice. You can't match it. You can't match it's it. It's almost as if I would describe what's inside that barrel is the same liquid that is inside a candy soda. The gummies, the, the wax sodas. Oh, 
Yes. Do you know what I mean? And I do believe every time I drank that barrel, I said, this should not be the quantity. I oh, have. yes. It should be a teaspoon. It should, it should come in a that syringe. Wax. It, yeah. it should be syringed. Because it, one, gave you a burst of energy yes. for about 10 minutes. Yes. It was like a Until Celsius. you were crashing. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, give me another one. Hit and me. I would say, let me lay on the float. It was always very sweet for us that we were able to enjoy things like the pool together where we could both be like fat together in the summer and like not have to be observed by a third party. It was always horrible when there'd be like a skinny person invited to the party. (laughs) Like I'm sorry to say. No, I agree because the skit we would be on the noodle because the noodle Noodle sunk you below the surface. Absolutely, the noodle sinks were one of my faves. Because you were like, no one could see anything but my collarbones, my neck, and, and my if face. If you need to confirm that I'm floating, just look down at my feet because they're, they're dangling in the water. water. Yeah, yep, yeah. Otherwise, I'm on top. Well, even when I was on the float, I feel like I was on my stomach. I was gonna say you were flipped over. I knew you were. I was always on my stomach. You, had the, you as a child, had such a tan back. Yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I did. I really did. It was one of my qualities, and that's the telling sign of body dysmorphia. Body dysmorphia it's a tan back. In, in children is if they have a tan back, you know that they're dealing with something on the front. I think that, like again, as a little boy who loved direction, you knew how to direct even in the pool. What the hell are you saying? We love to play in the pool, but like you love to tell the games, the Olympics, the. Oh Red light, God. green lights, the wave pools, the the wave, the whirlpools, the whirlpools. That nothing, was... nothing unifies a group of nine year olds more than committing to making a whirlpool in an above ground pool. Like yes. actually, the commitment to pushing that water in a circle feels democratic in a way. I'm like beaming with joy because the because if there were. The more and more people that you got, the faster it went. Yes. Obviously. So sometimes it was like crazy rapid speed. I was just thinking because I remember one time specifically being at my cousin's house and there was they had a very small pool and there was about 30 kids in it. <gasps> and I remember being like, this is the craziest experience of my entire life. And now I'm like, was I just a child who was like imagining this being crazy? Because I was bridged to Terabithia pilled. Do you know what I mean? Why are you going to bring up? Ridge to Tarabithia. <laughs> because I was a child who, like, I had a very vivid imagination, and I think I would take normal situations and, like, bridge to Tarabithia it, where, like, I would... Someone's tr- dying here? No, no one's dying. I would, like... Like, if I was in a normal whirlpool in an above-ground pool, like, my brain, I could imagine that I was, like, in, like, Charybdis in the Odyssey. Do you know what I mean? Stop. <laughs> like, stop. I like was like, I am experiencing like, like I would just like flash into alternate realities kind of as a child, like with my imagination. Yeah. So I don't know whether or not like the whirlpool that I was in was as intense as it was, or if my memory, my created fictionalized memory of it was like just the crazy cra- experience. I just remember f- fucking flying around yeah. that pool. Like as fast as I could, yeah. Everyone else is like, this is fun. You're like, oh, <laughs> like tomorrow's horizons. <laughs> Why was I like seven years old craving a lazy river? We were the laziest of rivers. <laughs> we We've were the laziest we of love rivers. a lazy river. Love a lazy river. And those whirlpools gave me lazy, lazy river. I used to like um, dream, fantasize about having a lazy river in my Kids backyard. Kids loved like going up a slide or playing on those little playgrounds. Uh-huh. I'm like, put me in yeah. a 
YouTube. YouTube and let me lay down this lazy river. Mm-hmm. Let that tube, let the seams in that tube create creases around my torso. <gasps> that's fine. Wait, Joe. I think that's, that was beautiful. Thank you. Half day. There were some teachers who made you work on half days, made you yeah. still do schoolwork on half days. And yeah. I would say to them, if you haven't taught us it by now, that's on you. Because my brain is checked out. out. It's time for summer. I'm not learning anything new. I'm not going to remember it in two months. I guess I guess middle school, I didn't feel the stress. The, the, the weeks lead, like the week leading up, I feel like this is when we started getting into finals and state testing and I things like that. And finals. then that, I know you didn't give a fuck. There's some of us that gave some fucks. Yeah. And I gave all I the think fucks. all the fucks in the world for everyone. Yeah. yeah, but that last day though would be like a release. It was my like. <sighs> but you didn't get your grades back yet. No, so you know I was still on edge. Right. See, I used to like love the fact that we didn't get like our regents grades back until school was over because I was like, who fucking who's checking? Who cares? I was checking by the hour. Why? By the hour. I think have that, you like unpacked this in therapy yet? Um, I've brought it up in therapy for sure. But I do think that it needs to be a full-blown topic. Yeah. And this was like, again. Oh, oh, and so much pain. I think it was attention. I wanted, I mean, it was validation for me, obviously. Right. I was validating myself. I was like, okay, I'm going to check every, because if it wasn't the, a good enough grade, like. Suicide. It wasn't even chop suey, but I don't think anyone would really know because I would still come over here and I would pretend like nothing even happened. And I know that That's if worse. anyone wasn't going to talk about it, it was you. Yeah. The off chance that you would, then I think I would go to the next level. If I, if you came over and I was like, what'd you get on like AP Spanish? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got a two. And you were like, oh, I got a four. I don't think I was ever Ever one to do that that was like the the one area where i probably hmm. but did i ever do that with because no i just watched you do it to other people yeah i think that's probably because i always felt secure in Mm. academics in the sense that not in academics but in intelligence yeah the one thing i was told since i was a child was like you are so smart like that is like that and also talented like were the two things like i think that that's why i never like um i never felt the need i never worried about grades and i also never felt the need to like compare and contrast Mm. because i think i actually had a reasonable reasonable and mature approach to that as a result of like being told by everybody in my life like you're a genius like that literally actually was people like want to talk shit about being gifted and talented like because it like fucks you up but like i personally what i took out of it was like i'm gifted and talented yeah like i and to this day i think those are the two areas of my life that i don't feel any insecurity about everything else i'm deeply insecure but i'm like i'm smart and i am talented and you know what happens to those that don't get into gifted and talented you're like i'm not gifted and i'm not talented yeah yeah and then i'm spending the rest of my school years trying to prove that i'm gifted and i'm talented isn't that crazy yeah yeah i think that that program actually i mean like i know it served you very well it served me great it served you so well it was like it ruined your life. It ruined my life. I'm kind of like, thinking how in this moment it did ruin your life. Wanted, a, I just wanted to be able to opt in. Like you guys were like doing those little things in the classroom. Like you were ideating. You were coming up with all these different You're things. Playing. And I was like, I know you don't want me here, but I want 
to be here. And I can tell you that I would still be able to offer something to this yeah. space. It's just, I just, you know. Oh my God, it's, uh, guys, we're unpacking <laughs> it in real time. I kind of do think genuinely yeah. that probably is the main issue. Yeah. Like, it all comes back to the gifted and talented program. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And that was a really young... Because then, at that point... You're, I like, think in second grade. Second grade, and it wasn't, like, off of IQ. Yeah, it was based on Partially. IQ, and then it was, like, you had to do, like, puzzles and, like, problem-solving yeah. tests, which I think may have been the IQ test. And then... Oh, my God. Do you really... Th- I kind of believe it could be this. Yes. Uh, well, I literally... Me saying that the, the two things I felt confident in were, like, my intelligence and my talent, and then realizing that's what gifted and talented was, like, it actually makes a lot of sense. And for me to be like, oh, there was an option for me to be in it, but I didn't do well enough to get into that program. I didn't figure out the puzzle. Yeah. The IQ, whatever. And then it just spiraled since. Yeah, it makes a lot of being sense. Being side by side with you for my whole childhood, being like, Joe gets to leave the room and I don't. Yeah. I actually It's actually crying. crazy. It's a negative core belief. It's, yeah. a, it's a belief that was established as a child by adults to you that made you believe that that is the truth for the rest of your life. And all we can do oh. as adults is force ourselves to unlearn that negative core belief. Like, that's your main negative core that's belief. That's my main negative. I am not gifted and talented. Yeah. And you obviously are. I am now. Yeah. You I, always I were. always have. I always have been. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I'm really happy that the end of school episode, we recognized that, like, trauma. my deepest trauma of not feeling gifted or talented because I wasn't told that I was gifted and talented in, in grade school. Second grade. Yeah. Because yeah. that was happening at home. And that was the right. thing. My parents were like, you are getting yeah, talent. You deserve a seat in that space. Yeah. And then I'm like, I do. Yeah. And then I'm like, can I just hop on the bus with you guys? And they're like, literally no. Literally no. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, I did feel, I do feel that summer was an opportunity for me to be a part of the gifted and talented program because I was at your house. And it essentially was run the same way. It was run. It was run like you were the administrator in that room. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, okay, here's so our to, project for the week. Exactly. I like today we're doing Egypt. <laughs> I'm like, perfect. I know exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. yeah. It was, I definitely grew up in a, place where i could be really creative about like my unique hyper fixations at the time like that was definitely and again like that has benefited me to Mm -hmm. this day summer was a time for me to get creative it was like bust out the camera bust out the papers and pencils like let's start drawing let's start making shit let's start playing like that was all Mm. i cared about yeah period i didn't want to go outside you didn't want to go outside you didn't want to play sport you don't want to really hang out necessarily you didn't really want to go in a pool at other people's no i had a pool at home i think that yeah you were really kind of a young recluse who just wanted to be creative yes and it really did benefit you in such an amazing way i still just want to be creative and want to be left alone left alone and be creative and now my brain is like I want to find a volleyball team. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's because I spent my summers and the beginning of my summers being like sport, sport, camp, camp, whatever. And then my off time would be like, I'm going to hang out with Joe and we're going to put on a wig and I'm going to record myself. Fun. And now I'm like, you know, you, like, you really, you really, uh, you really got it all going on. I had it good. You had it good because 
it kind of has followed you to this point and like you can still do what you were doing when you were a kid and like what my majority of my childhood summers were was based around sports and activity and when you lack the sport and activity as an adult you're like what do i do yeah what do i do whoa Whoa. we did not know what this episode was going to be about actually turning into i think we just clip this up and send it to my therapist yes i agree right because i think that this would be a really good talking point it'd be good for him to know when did you start wearing deodorant sixth grade you knew that immediately you had that answer immediately ready to go why i feel like for me it was like when you entered middle school, it was time to get serious. Yeah, I kind of like, think I'm that older. That makes sense. And I think that that wasn't the case for a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, there were some stinky kids. But, like, it should be expected that once you enter middle school, you got to figure it out. Right. Can you please elaborate a little bit more about your summers on the farm? Summers on the farm and were... Especially, like, the beginning of summer on the farm. Like, as a kid. Because, like, like when you I ended first, school... And I would go up to the farm. Right to the farm. Yeah. Um... Summers on the farm were interesting because there was no crops being grown in the summer at all. Like the corn, well, at the end of the summer is when the corn would start to grow again. So in the Mm -hmm. beginning of summer, it was like a lot of Levin's land, which was like a lot of room to run around and play. I was going to say, I feel like you frolic. I frolicked. I mean, there was obviously like, you know, it's the middle of nowhere. Like there Mm -hmm. was risk of bears and wolves and you'd hear like coyotes at night. Like, yeah. But I learned how to, like, you know, like, you got to use flashlights. You got to make sure yeah. the doors are locked. Like, keep your trash inside. Like, all the obvious yeah, things that people who yeah, know about, bears. people who grew up on farms know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. you guys know. And, yeah, summer up there was amazing. Like, you just, like, there's something about being around fresh air and, like, seeing trees yeah. as far as you can see. And, like, riding on the four-wheelers. And, like, the, like, honestly, like, there were some six-wheelers that I'd ride sometimes. And it was just, like, a really special time because I just felt like all of the traditions and yeah. the memories that I made up there, like, they really shaped me into who I am today. It's so beautiful that when you speak about the farm and your experiences on the farm, your accent comes out. Oh, my God. Did it? Deodorant. That's his favorite. He really needs it, too. Ha-ha. <laughs> Before we start wrapping up, I feel like the lush greenery in the summer upstate New York was beautiful. And correct me if I'm wrong, were you a big slip and slider? No. Oh. I was going to say, I feel like it's the perfect space for a slip and slide. I don't think I ever in my entire life slipped or slowed. You were sloating? I don't think I slid once i have a i really could okay let's let again you Were can you cut this out if you slider? want no i you slid i was sliding faster than all of the little <laughs> twigs were, around you me. were in sliding you were soaring i was soaring i was flying and there wasn't a star in heaven it was so tough as a fat kid to not be able to hide in the water one have to stand up and in a line and, and wait, wait. And wait. wait, and then everyone's looking at you to go and slide. To throw your fat body <laughs> on a piece of plastic covered in water and then yeah. land in some grass. Yes. Yeah, sure. I also remember going to SeaWorld, cancel me, in like sixth grade, and they had this, I'm going to hold my mic down here. They had a chant that went, bum, ba-na, shamu, shamu. <laughs> 
And I would like me and Amanda would like me and my sister would do it do to, it each, to other each other back in the pool. We'd always do Shamu, Shamu. Yeah, that's actually horrific. no one bullies a fat kid more than themselves. Yes, I think that's what we're learning. Yeah, yeah, and it's a negative core belief. I learned the word in therapy this week, which is why it's been brought up twice now. Yeah, and we're really working through a lot of negative core beliefs. Yeah. So if you're out there and you had similar experiences with these negative core beliefs, we got to work anymore. through them. Not do anymore. Affirma- oh, let's do some affirmations. Okay, I would love that. I am confident. I am confident. I am sexy. I am sexy. I am intelligent. I am intelligent. I am gifted. I am gifted. I am talented. I am talented. I am going to make the most of this week. I'm going to make the most of this week. And so it is. And so it is. Good children to the guidance office. Hey, guys. So I'm sitting, waiting to go into work, and I'm having a problem. So I wanted to call my besties who don't know that I exist. So typically, of course, it's a boy problem. Basically, over the summer, I met this guy. We really hit it off. We went to a few work events together and would just, like, literally talk for hours on end. And, of course, got a crush on him. Doesn't hurt that he's attracted, too. We have, like, basically the same upbringing, same background, everything. Problem is, he has a girlfriend. Are you kidding? So, what started off as, like, a cute little crush to help me see, like, life past my ex is now making me dread having to see him again probably this summer. So, if you have any tips on how to get over someone that you've never even dated, let me know. Bye. I feel like you have tips because I've never dated. <laughs> it is it's definitely a tough situation to be in when you are in the mindset of like this could go somewhere. I think that I've been in a lot of those situations with unfortunately, I'll say it, straight men. I know that I know. I know. But like this is my story and I knew it I, again, I already knew that it wasn't going to go anywhere, so, like, I had to mentally prepare myself for that. But it'll get to a point where your emotions get so intense that you are going to need to separate from them. Like, S that D, shut that down. Shut that down. Like, and if you know that you are going to see him again this summer, that's that's work that we need to do. I right? know, like, but it's so the summer I turned pretty. It's so good. Like it is so good. Listen, I'm I was hooked from the beginning. I'm hooked. Like it sounds like it literally should be produced by Netflix. Like I'm hooked by the storyline. But yeah, I do agree. You gotta shut it down. Yeah, you gotta shut it down. And like again, you need to affirm yourself. You you. This man might have been great. He might have been great, but he is in his own little situation and you need to focus on you. And you need to figure out there's a new person out there for you and it's not him. Until it might be. And like who knows? Who knows where their girlfriend will go? Wow. And just like that. that. And just like that, we are done with the last day of school. <laughs> maybe we, we'll we covered revisit maybe it next year. Summer, we covered Negative core beliefs. We covered a lot of negative core beliefs. Yes. We did not necessarily hit on the last day of school, but that's okay. But long story short, it felt amazing to be at the last day of school and you were happy to enter summer. Long story short, I survived. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Good Children. You know exactly where to find us across all platforms at Good Children Pod. You have a little bit of homework to do, and that's totally fine. Because it's your bridge book stress. homework. It's, it's, your, your, it's your summer homework, your summer readings. We need summer to, school. Summer school is in summer session. Summer school is in session. We need to spread the good word to your friends. Rate, review. Leave a nice little review. We want to read them. Comment. Follow us on Instagram, as Joe just said. Um, and we have another show that's coming up. Yeah, June 4th. June 4th. At the Gramercy Theater in New York City. We'll see you there. Limited tickets available. Limited tickets available. And I know that people are flying in from literally all over the country. So, like, if you want to fly. All over the world. All over the world. If you want to fly, by all means. You're telling people to fly here now? (laughs) By all means. By all means. Whatever it takes to get to the Good Children live show at Sunday. On Sunday, June 4th at the Gramercy Theater. Tickets in bio. Do it. Do it. And we'll see you on Patreon. What time is it? Summertime. It's on vacation. What time is it? Time of our lives. I think I'm Beyonce. Yo, that lives was really good. <laughs>